fucking, mean, it's, ugh. it's weird. This is a weird business. There are shows that are absolutely set up for you to win, and they're a nightmare. Right. And then you walk in, you go, oh, this is going to suck. I'm going to need therapy. Let me call my <laughs> therapist and set something up ahead of time. And then it's great. Yes. Yes. It- Star Trek fan, I have no standing to comment oh, or criticize wait, here wait, wait, at wait, all. Wait a minute. There we go. Oh, where is it? What do I see in there? What oh, is that? God damn it. It's in the light. Uh, can we see it? There we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Little, little combination. Yes, yeah, yes a little. My Star Trek necklace here. Oh, beautiful. Don't leave home without it. Yeah, yeah. Love it. No, they got I- me. The franchise got me, man. <laughs> What's your, do you have a, cause I'm like, I'm semi, I'm not like new, new, but like I watch next gen. I've seen the old stuff, right? Obviously. And I've seen those movies. And then my buddy got me into next gen and I really mm-hmm. kind of like, I like that. And then he was like raving about DS9 and we've watched like some DS9 episodes. And I love, I think, I think DS9 might be, I love Patrick Stewart, but I think DS9 might be my favorite. Yeah, um, I've heard that. I've, I've yeah, heard that. I and mean, then Avery you know. Brooks is a hell of an actor. It's a great ensemble cast. It's totally. different from any other incarnation of Star Trek in the sense that they don't go anywhere. You know, it's right. a station. You know, it's it's like whether you work freelance or you have an office job, the the jokes are going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It is the office of Star Trek. It is the office of Star Holy Trek. Holy shit! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh man, I love I love that kind of stuff though. I don't know the I don't know all the the good stuff like the inside shit, but um Okay. Listen, if you're enjoying it right now, that's all that matters. I mean, yeah. you know, joy is thin on the ground, so grab it while you may. <laughs> so true. Oh my god. I'm going to quote that's what I might call this episode. <laughs> joy is thin on the ground. Grab it while you may. With Leanne. And then someone great... named named Joy is going to, you know, be angry in the comments. Yes, of let's, course. Let's say thank you for thinking I'm thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's that was something during the pandemic I really like kind of clung to because the messaging is good in in Star Trek and it gives you some It's like that and I watched reruns of The West Wing. Um yeah. that's like, you know, the one true president. I don't I really don't want to tease myself with what good fictional government might look like so that's true i don't have the i don't have the heart to 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 turn that on and then turn it off and be back in the world that we have now yeah Um, i I don't i don't have it so i'm gonna stay bitter isn't Um, it you know what i love about you too is you're a fantasy like you love the star trek stuff but we've been talking we talked about fantasy shit like every time we get together every time every or tech stuff you know yeah yeah you're the you're the reason i have this damn iphone 11 pro max I don't know, Asgard phone. (laughs) (laughs) I could call four. Oh my God. I love it. Maybe some folks from Lord of the Rings. Now that we have brown elves, I'm like here for it. I think about that. Yeah. Right. I think about that kind of shit all the time where when I was a kid, I had uh, uh, like a Ninja Turtle communicator and that like you'd press a button and like April would be on the other end or whatever. And now I've got an actual communicator i mean april's not on the other end of it which is kind of a bummer but um she was kind of hot that's between uh, you and only fans yeah. 
<laughs> oh God, I that would be things, great. Things are possible. Um, you're right. Actually, they <laughs> they totally are. The the thing I love, and I think you'll agree with me on this though too, is like because I feel like a lot of like like Bill Maher comes to mind when I think about shit like this. We're like. There's those curmudgeonly fucking, I, and I like the guy, but like he's like he's kind of a you know Andy Rooney type now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but he's always like railing on like people, of, you know, younger generations into fantasy film and yada yada. And it's like what what I'm sorry, Bill, what isn't a fucking fantasy film at this point? If you're watching a movie and somebody's paid off their college loans, fantasy. Happy couple, fantasy. Uh, not a fucking hellscape. Fa- like every bit of big like, apartment. Big apartment. Exactly. Yeah. All of friends. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's rent controlled. My fucking ass it is. Like there's not that doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, that was my I'm I'm a little I'm I'm feisty at eight uh, thirty tonight. Um but how are you? So you're back out touring, obviously. You're going all over the place. Yeah, I didn't really think I was, but apparently I am because I'm tired. Like, I've been at the airport a lot. Like, this right. is ridiculous. I see a new TSA agent. I'm like, congratulations. He's like, what? Oh, sorry. I mean, hello, here's my passport. Oh my <laughs> yeah, right? Every time I see you posted on Instagram, you're, like, in another theater, at another place, in another city. And, like, it's just, it's it's crazy. My Instagram life looks amazing. I'm going to go look at my Instagram <laughs> and just stay on there. This real life stuff. Whew. I had yeah. somebody try to, uh, you know, they created, like, a fake account um, over the pandemic or whatever it was. And they were, like, messaging people uh, that, you know. Like, is that how I'm I not... got on the show? Is that how this happened? <laughs> Thank you. I, yes. Uh, I wanted to let you know it wasn't me, but it's fine. No, uh, this guy was like, it was fake me was living the dream because he was telling people who I was close to. First of all, he was asking for money, but he was like, yeah, we're making a film in Winnipeg and we're looking for some funding. And I was like, why is fake me making a film? I want to make a film in Winnipeg. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But he was living a better life. It's actually a lovely town. City. Oh, oh did I just it? offend the Canadians? I'm so sorry. <laughs> But from what I understand, they're very nice. Yes, they'll they'll take my apology, and I'm sincerely sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I wanted I don't know too much about um how you actually got because we've spent a shit ton of time together. But also, like, I just don't I don't know I don't know uh, how you got started in comedy. I don't know any about about that kind of stuff. But was <sighs> it something you were interested in as a kid? Like, what were your passions as a kid? Was it always comedy, or did you have other interests and then literally fall into comedy? Oh, wow. Oh, so my interest as a kid, geez, um, I loved reading, Mm -hmm. uh, loved not getting beat up, you know, if I could, you know, avoid that, that would be awesome. Um, And that kind of happened. I mean, I was picked on a lot because I was smart and skinny and wore braces and puberty was never coming in my lifetime. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, forget it. You know, skip straight to menopause. That's how it works. Um, And (laughs) Somewhere around sixth grade, I just got tired of it. And I said, I I thought if I made fun of myself first, mm-hmm. um, I would take the air out of it. Everybody would laugh. And then I could still do my schoolwork and get good grades. Um, so that's what I did. I made it an intellectual type A person decision. I'm going to be funny now. Nice. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and it did change my sort of sixth to eighth grade, or actually, I should say the rest of my life experience. Um, I did theater, you know, to fast forward, I did theater in college and that's how I figured out I loved being on stage. Just wow. absolutely loved it. I mean, I did musicals, I did straight plays, 
you know, I mean, like Guys and Dolls, View from the Bridge, you know, the oh, classics. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was a theater girl. Do you remember the first, and, uh, your first role? I do. It was Guys and Dolls. I was oh, a nice. hot box girl. I was, oh. I was Lola Ladere because I, 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 okay, stupid story. I was looking for a quiet place to study, not the library because that mm -hmm. was lame. We go there. Uh, so I wandered into what I thought was an empty classroom. It turned out uh, they were doing auditions. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they were like, wait, 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 because auditions were not going well. <laughs> it was a business school, for God's sake. Right. And they said, can you sing? And I'm like, well, yeah, a little in the shower. They said, can you dance? I was like, oh, yeah, I can dance. <laughs> nice. So I went, auditioned, and that was my first role. Okay, Adelaide. Like, what? What is oh happening here? So I when know. did the funny thing come? Like, when were you, like, when did you know you were funny in front of people? Um. Well, I feel like I was always kind of funny in front of people. Um, and again, they started sixth grade to be deliberately funny, but my parents were very funny. You oh. know, they I grew up in a funny household. I mean, there were stories and just, you know, a lot of laughter. Uh, but I think, like, could I do that? Um, I don't think I got to until after college. You okay. know, when I um, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life and uh stand up presented itself like because i'd always seen it on television like I'm, i was that kid mm -hmm. i was flipping channels like oh brick wall <laughs> and i would just sit there and watch and like i i remember not even getting all the jokes because i was a kid but i'm like right. i'm like i can't wake up wait like i i grow up and get this kind of like reading doonesbury when yes. you're 10. yeah and yeah you're like I don't know all this political stuff, but I can't wait to know. And now I don't want to know. Seemed anymore. cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I know. Right. You know what? That's a crazy good point though, because I feel like when we were, I don't know what the disconnect is now, but when, when, you know, when I was a kid, I was the same way. Everything that adults did was fucking cool as shit, especially oh, yeah. if they were laughing at something. I wanted to know what the hell made the authorities yes. break rank and laugh, you know, show emotion or whatever. And now I feel like, that is not like no one gives a shit what makes us laugh. If you're if you're already if you're like 20, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, you know? I well, it's it's there's a lot of ageism and forgive the phrase sort of ghettoization by age. You think you're locked into your generation mm -hmm. for some reason or your own, you know, cherry picked news lane. Right. And then you miss this wider, you know, experience of what people older and younger than you know because yeah. each each group has something to offer each other and the fact that we're still tribalized by that is ridiculous because it, it doesn't i i'm not defined well i am sort of defined you know the breakfast club is the greatest movie ever no, i'm kidding yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know but i i know who mozart is so right. should millennials and gen zers and is there something after that that people are selling diapers like, just like, really annoying people just really <laughs> here, here's what's funny people thought we were annoying too like I, I here's what i'm bothered by you know millennials are belly aching oh we're the first generation to do worse than our parents no you're not that's right. gen x baby we yep. were the first to fail yeah like, can you just yeah. give credit where credit's due like what do we you guys failed and then also knew enough to fade away you were like and we're done <laughs> and that's it. And that's yeah, it. We're, Gen X is on the back of a bell carton as a kid. Nobody's looking for. <laughs> that's us. Absolutely. So, okay. So, so you do. Who was the? Was there a um, first comedian you saw, or was it just comedy in general? Like, was there somebody that you were like, oh, I, I could fucking do that? I think. Uh, well, in terms of oh, 
I can tell you who I saw when I want to do that. And that okay. was Michael Collier. Because I got tickets. Ooh. Well, my boyfriend at the time got tickets for us to see one of the first early tapings of a new show called Deaf Comedy Jam. Oh, here no in way. New York. Yes. That's and awesome. I sat in the balcony and he was on. And it was the first time I think I was seeing comedy live again, because I'd always seen it on television. And, and it's a different experience right. seeing it live. Yeah. And I was just so impressed and blown away. And I'm watching everybody react and what he's doing on stage and his pacing and his writing and his timing. Like I didn't even have those words then, mm -hmm. but I'm like that. I sat in the balcony. I said, I want to do that. Right. Um, but the first person who I remember seeing on TV, because again, just pop channels. Um, the first person that sticks out to me is Marsha Warfield. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. She was great. It was the first time great. her and Bertice Berry were the first times I had seen black women doing stand-up. Like I'm watching comedy, you know, it's, 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 you know, white guys, you know, women, you know, Bill Cosby. I'm sorry. We're not allowed to say his name anymore, but yeah, right. he's there. We'll believe um, it. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get drummed out of the, out of the culture. Right. Uh, but I saw them and particularly Marsha. I, I, I feel like she was standing on stage holding a snifter and a cigarette. Just not giving a fuck. Yeah. You know, it was just, just being just, and I remember going, wait, what? And I kept getting closer to the TV. Like, like we can do that. Like yeah. what? I was just so amazed. And so then to eventually meet her um, and get to work with her was just. Wow. When did you I, meet and her? I told her, I said, this is going to be awkward. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> if you, you want to call the police ahead of time so you can create a barrier, you can do that. But I'm just going to let you know. Um, that's I'm great. Society. Yeah. I well, you you asked when I meet her. When I met, I actually reached out to her for the magic of social media. This was mm -hmm. years ago because I saw she was on Facebook, I guess. And I said, "Hey, just want yeah. to let you know I'm a really big fan." And then she messaged me back. She goes, "I'm a fan of your work," and I just wanted to fall down nice. on the floor. Yeah. Like, what? What are you? What are you saying to me, ma'am? Don't toy right. with my emotions. And yeah, then she's when phenomenal we, on social media, right? Isn't she oh, like yeah, yeah, she's killer? yeah, she's it, she's on there, she's definitely on yeah. there. She's funny, she's provocative. Um, and uh, she was here in New York a few years ago. She was at oh, I can't remember uh the name of the club, it was an old blues club that's gone now. I want to say oh. King, yeah. And she told me she was coming, she left tickets that. for me at the oh box God. office so i got to like see the show i hung out with her paul mooney who i already knew mm. um because i'd opened for him a few times at caroline's nice and it was just like i, I have a picture of us sitting together like i like i'm i'm with royalty I'm oh my god comedy royalty right now wow. like, it was just it felt so good and then we were together marsh and i were on um funny women of a certain age right. or even more funny women right right of a right certain age. Yeah, right. taped out. Yeah, in, I was, I was wondering because I knew that wasn't the first time you guys had met on that show. No, I didn't know no. when you guys met in like in general. That's cool. Well, yeah, first time was at BB King's. I think that was the club um, a nice. few years ago, and then um, yeah, then we actually got to share a, a stage and a wow. green room and a trailer. I think. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, and then the restraining order. You know, that's usually <laughs> the course of things. You're like, which I have framed uh, behind me. Yes, um, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So then, so that's all, like very few people I feel like get to meet the person that when they were younger saw them and went like, holy shit, I'd like to be that person. That's got to be like, yeah, you know, yeah. There's the very small things that carry stand ups, don't you agree? Sorry, I mean, but like, you know, like there's like, there's stuff in our careers that happen, I feel like, that 
like mm-hmm. we we survive off of we huff you know what i mean we're like this moment happened and i need to live off of this to get me through the bar gig the but the dish these crappy gigs man listen i just <laughs> did a gig out in um galveston Ooh. of 1500 i know right but it was good it was yeah. all women 15 is the galveston women's conference 1500 women wow. um the the headline wow. speaker was jenna bush like what oh like God. what am i doing here right. uh but they they wanted me they saw my video they wanted me mm-hmm. you know which is really nice to know that i wasn't just random and i and i go and it's great and they treat me well i had an escort i had security i had a gorgeous suite in, in, you know, in the hotel. And I'm like, my next gig is in a pizza parlor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Nothing like stand up keeps you <laughs> humble. And this is all of us, this is any of us, especially if you're, you're, you're working and want to keep juicy yep. as uh, my acting teacher used to say. Oh my God. That's um, great. I yeah. same. I got to uh, 2009. I think I was doing, uh, I think I was, in only four years in a comedy, but I, got, but I got to open for Jimmy Fallon before he oh, took over wow. for Conan. So not even the Tonight Show, just Conan and Conan. Wow. So he was doing like a string of shows. He wanted to kind of warm up before he did the whole thing, get the message out there. So I got to I got to work with him. My first national headliner. How Five fucking that? shows. It was a goddamn blast. I met his family. I met his sister. Like the whole thing. He was super nice. Everything, right? Photos. We got the whole thing. And then like Monday morning, I was back at my part-time job at a library where people just fucking hate, like they hate, you know? And I was just like, Oh God, like it was just this crazy ass high. And then you're like back down yes. where like, no one gives a fuck about you. And you're yeah. like, Oh God. But I mean, that carried, that was one of the moments that I know carried me for a very long time. Yeah, no, so. that, that, and that's comedy. I don't think people get how absolutely extreme yeah. it can be. Totally. You know, and we're yeah. in it for the other end of the extreme. <laughs> it's yeah, like seriously, a really right? bad yeah. drug. It's yeah. so terrible. Yeah. And then, like, do you have one? I always have one friend who, I don't know, she just has the worst luck. She's like, hey, I'm going to come to your show. And I'm like, first of all, it's out of KFC. So why, <laughs> why this one? Um, obviously, yeah. I'm doing just, and she's like, no, 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 it's going to be great. And then, like, you go and you, like, you eat a dick on stage or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, but then it's like, but I have one friend who just does it consistently. And I'm like, this is, I know this is what she thinks I do. No matter what the strides I've made, I'm like, can you just make it to a good show? And at this point now, she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to pick out shit that I know now is going to be brutal for you. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. That's fine. I'll keep the trend going. You know, yeah, you yeah, have exactly. To consistency. Oh, God. It's always <laughs> fucking brutal. Um, so then, so that was it. So you were just in from theater to, finding Marshall Warfield to get going into comedy? Well, theater um, graduated during a recession, which is pretty regular and predictable here uh, in a <laughs> capitalist system, but we don't talk about that, but okay. Right. Um, but yeah, graduated during a recession, but was lucky enough to get a job, like a real job, like people are gonna pay me. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for that. And so I thought I had to take it. And I did, I worked in corporate communications for a bank and I knew by my second day, it was one of the hugest mistakes I'd ever made in my life. Like I hated it, hated it. Um, And I ended up staying there for five years. Uh, I know, I know, because I didn't think I should just quit. I wanted to know what my next thing was. And I I didn't feel like I could tell my parents who put all this faith and tuition money in me, like, hey, um, I'm just gonna quit and do something. I don't know what, right. um, but I, so I spent 
the first couple of years being totally miserable. And then the next few years realizing nobody was going to rescue me. Let me use this job, the money from this job to figure out what I do want. You know, uh, so I do recommend having a job you hate. It's very motivating. Yep. And so I lived at the learning annex. I'm probably dating myself right here. I think <laughs> I, I took all these classes and did all these things. And it, it was going to see a live comedy show that just lit that fire for wow. me. And I took a class because I'm type A. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, who did you take? Who, what class did you take? I was at the comic strip. That was my, that was, yeah, yeah. I started with DF, uh, but then my teacher after that, who was, who was really, really a good match for me, um, you probably don't know him, was Rob Weinstein. Mm. Um, he did comedy boot camp, Frontline, like, and then he asked me to teach for him after wow. about a year and a half. Yeah, because he said, I can see you really love this and you'll learn what you are learning will stick better with you when you have to teach someone. Oh, that's you smart. Because you have to, you know, yeah. And mm. I, I was good at it. It's just really frustrating to teach now because sure. everybody wants to know how they're going to get famous. Mm -hmm. You know, and when can I make money? Yep. I took uh, I did. I took a comedy class, too. And I don't know that I'm I don't think I just didn't know that I could. It made sense to me because I think just because of, you know, the trajectory of like I dropped out of college. So I but once I did that, that I did that because um, I didn't like it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was like freshman year went through the whole thing and then uh found out there was a comedy class i could take so i thought that was the safer route to go and i thought it would make i thought it would sound good to other people if i no. wasn't just oh right. no. no so i was no, like it sounds you know, terrible to other yeah. comics oh my god 100 <laughs> people are very opinionated about the comedy class oh yeah to other comedians oh i would i barely ever mentioned now i'm like fuck off but like you know but yeah. but i meant to like my friends who were in like who were already in school i was like oh no i'm gonna do this class in new york and it's a comedy thing and writing yada yada and um there's like me and 29 other kids uh, stu kids um you know older pe banker you know whatever the fuck somebody trying to like you know break out of their shell um and it was just me and one other person uh actually uh who passed away um during covid which sucks but we were really good friends erica watson do you know her Yes, I uh, she and I started together. The only two in that class that ever did anything with comedy. And Wait, were we you would... at Gotham? No, I was at Caroline's. Linda Smith. Oh, at Caroline's. Linda. Yeah. Oh, I love Linda. Me too. She and oh, I are still my good gosh. friends. Yeah, yeah, Linda's a wonderful human being, good comic. I mean, just <sighs> I've never had her class, but any, anytime somebody She's... says they studied with her, I'm like, oh my gosh. You're oh my god, exactly. It was the best decision I, I could have made at the time because I didn't know any what I was doing, and she was, you know, if she. Mm -hmm. Like the other people in the class, I don't know what the fuck they wound up doing, but like she honed in on kind of like me and Erica and she stuck mm -hmm. in with us. And um, and Erica and I would like, even if we didn't get to talk to each other, but like every year on our comedy anniversary, we would just call from the road or wherever we were. What are you doing? How you been? I saw you blowing up mm -hmm. here. I saw you doing this and whatever. I and, love that. I love yeah, that. She was, she I was had bad. not seen her because she was here in New York for a bit and then she was mm -hmm. back in Chicago, Chicago and, you know, and then, you know, at the, yeah, I, we've lost so many good folks oh god i know fucking brutal yeah. and she was also just like an accomplished like director and stuff like that like she knew how to do the back end shit like yes. aside from having like a, a phenomenal comedy mind like she just knew studio stuff and television shit like she was really good at all that stuff so um but uh but yeah, yeah the comedy class thing like so i did that and then um 
I don't know. And then I think I just I just dropped out after that and then kept going. But it is weird to say you're in a comedy club. Like I like when other people admit it too because yeah. I'm always like, yeah. Well, I, I admit it uh, only because it, it helped me. I know how mm. my brain works. And, right. and I will it, quickly say nobody can teach you how to be funny. Right. Uh, what they can teach you is about the business. You right. know, how, how does a show work? Um, you know, and how to start mining those things that you think are funny and trying to find your voice on stage. And it, it mm. still really comes down to you have to write and you have to perform. If you're just writing, you're a writer and that's lovely. People get paid tons of money for that. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to call yourself a stand up, you actually then do have to stand up and take your lumps and, yes. and get good that way. Yeah. Did you have somebody come talk to you guys? Like, did you have a, cause we had two people like pro comics come into our class at the end to talk to us. Did you guys have that too? No, no, I don't think we did. Do you, you know Joe Star, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Of course I know Joe Star. So Joe came oh, no. in. Yeah, no, oh, Joe. No. Well, Joe was like Joe. Joe and I are our best friends. Like we, like we're like old two. I, I swear to God, we've known each other for years, right? And so, but we've been we talk on the phone almost every day. So, wow. But Joe, that what it started was Joe came into the class. I was like twenty, and um, you know, he he pulled up a stool and he was talking about comedy and the road and all this other shit. And I think what scared the shit of a lot of other people was the thing that interested me. Cause he was like, if you, if you like staying in crappy hotel rooms and you like tra traveling on the road and being exhausted, but, and as he was listing all this shit with, it was like supposed to be a deterrent. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds right. good. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. And I gave him yeah, my go tape. On. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is like yeah, a VHS tape. Too. I know. And then Wally Collins was the other one. Wally. Who, um, oh, and Wally wow. said something I've never forgotten. Uh, he, cause somebody, of course we, oh, this is what it was. You were just saying, you know, everybody wants to know how to get famous. So of mm -hmm. course somebody, you know, that only been on a stage maybe once was like, how do you get to be a, uh, when do you know when you're ready to headline? How do you get to be a headliner? I was like, dude, you're in a fucking, like you just paid $900 for a class. You're never going to use again. So, like, but like Wally was like, let me t tell you something. And like, I think he closed the doors. So like Andy angle couldn't, you don't remember Andy angle. Um, Andy couldn't hear at the time. And he was like, no one's ever going to give you a headlining spot. He's like, unless you're like fucking drawing in tickets and making bank. He goes, he goes, you have to decide when to move up. And I never forgot that mm -hmm. shit. And it was true every time. Yeah. This is not like the corporate world or a regular job where you just get, you know what? You're doing really well. We're going to promote you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Did you, you get, got, you got to start saying no to some stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and have some empty dates on your calendar. But I mean, have the have the strength, you yeah. know, to endure that, but also know that you can do 30. And if you could do 30 before you feature, you should really be able to do 40 because, you know, what if they hate you? Yep. What if the headliner's late? Yeah. I mean, there's you get you twiddling your thumbs while you're on stage is not going to get you booked back. Right. <laughs> well, like when I was when I was you know, when I started, when I was with you and stuff like that, I only knew you as a headliner and like a really strong act. Did you, Aww. well, yeah, you were like, I oh, mean, you know, we're just in the clubs or whatever. And we're like, Oh, it's going to be a good show. Um, but what were you, how long did it, did it take you? Like, when did you know you were ready to move yourself up or even like, you know, like, did it take you a long time or not a long time, but you know what I mean? Like some people well, it's, either it's long and it's not cause it's, it's like, because there's the, there's the city clubs, which people always think they're ready for, and they're not. Um, <laughs> and then there's work in the road. Why are you ready for that? And there are two, there's two, that's two different things. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate 
in the sense that um, my, 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 who I consider my mentor, Rob Weinstein, um, liked my work. He recommended me to his college agent. And oh. colleges are, you have to do an hour. Like, yeah. I only have like 10 minutes. <laughs> if that and they they saw something in me as well and they said okay right. here's what we're gonna do um we're gonna send you out to open for our established acts um but in the meantime you work on building your set uh, so when i was hitting the clubs i had a goal like i was you know writing and, and performing and building and building i had a, you know something to to work towards um and somewhere around the 45 minute mark um, I mean, they didn't know. I wasn't checking in or anything. They said, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we had some, cons you know, cancellations. We have to send you out." I was like, "What?" But, but earlier, forty-five, and then they told me to do the thing which you're not supposed to do. It was like, "Oh, you have forty-five. You're fine. You can just wing 15. You can talk to them." Like, no, that should not have happened. But had they not sent me, they would have lost the work. They would have lost the money. Right. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So they sent me out. I have forty-five minutes. I'm on a college tour mm. <laughs> and i had a blast oh, and an awesome. absolute blast. but i was and still continue to be sometimes um that baby bird that you have to shove out of the nest yeah i get you that you know where yeah where it's like i've got these beautiful wings and i'm flapping them and they're like i don't know do these things work you guys i don't know are you <laughs> sure you have a net that i can like land on in case it yeah no 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 just go but can i tell you and, something yeah. from what i understand that's what keeps you're good because uh, I we had Marsha Warfield on the show and she what we were talking about because because so when I saw uh, she was phenomenal, but she's so cool. But um, when I saw uh, when I went to Carol's second um, uh, funny women taping. So oh, yes, Caroline yes. Ray was, uh, the, you mm -hmm. know, um, I was kind of like, you know, hanging. I saw those people and everything like that. And I was getting to them. But it was before showtime and all these headliners all these fucking people have been doing it forever we're like no fucking way i'm following you we're not gonna do that like they right, were like right. trepidations about it and it made me i was just like no fucking way because like you know that's what i still feel and then when marcia came on and she had also she just done even more i think it was right after or maybe yeah it was after because it was about to premiere on showtime so she okay. came on yeah talking to her and i said the same thing and i was like do you like is that does it ever go away and she was like not if you're good it never goes away if you're and I, it's kind of comforting because I'm the same way you just described yourself to me, where you're like, oh, like there's that fuck, this is gonna like I don't know what I'm doing, but if then yeah. you know you just do it, yeah, yeah, and, and then you just do it, and then you get those conversations of you know, oh, I don't want to follow this person, or somebody says <laughs> they don't want to follow you, and you're like, yeah, what? yeah, oh, God. What, are you, what are you saying? But I part of uh, I think booking a show when you take your ego out of it, if you're booking by energy. Maybe I shouldn't be the one closing that show. You know, who's on? Right. You know, what's what is the flow that's going to make this show work for the audience? So in so in that sense, I don't have an ego about that. Oh, you wait, you want me to do 30 and then I get to leave and go home? <sighs> right. And watch the newest installment of whatever. Yeah. With my, you are not hurting my feelings. Or we we co-headline and you want to flip a quarter? No, you don't need to put that coin in your pocket. You go ahead and close this. Oh, I got I love that you just said that. I, so I just, I just, uh, I co-headlined with uh, Fugel saying in at the DC Comedy Loft. So nice. yeah, and I'd been there like I, I've done it for like the last five years or whatever, and I've been headlining it. And then he and I were talking about going out together. So it because of COVID, the date got bumped, and then right. I was like, 
you know, John and I'm always on a show and I was just like, why don't you, why don't we do it together and co-headline it? And he's so sweet. He's very, very nice. And he was like, great, we'll co-headline it. And he goes, you know, and I, you know, I can open for you or you, and then you can, open. I was like, the fuck you are like, there's no, I'm like, that's right. not going to happen. But Tom can attest to this. I was, um, I was, I said it. So we're going to go headline months leading up to it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It gets closer to it. And I was like, what the fuck did I just do to myself? Because we've never worked together before. And I was like, yeah. he introduces me as funny on a show. He didn't know shit. Like I never seen him stand live. And I, why would I do this? To my, and like the whole, but it was, it was phenomenal. We had great shows. Everybody crossed. Joanne Filing came out. Um, you know, oh, she always traveled. Uh, I always traveled with Joanne. Joanne always, oh, she, she middled. And, but we were just like, cause then I got a friend to come down from New York to MC too. So it was like a whole thing. Everybody knew each other. It was a blast, but it was one of those things where like I was in my head. I just think that's the order of things. You put yourself out there in a perfect position to fucking fail because that's hilarious, but it did, but it went well. You know what I mean? But I was like, yeah, fucking, I mean, it's, ugh. it's weird. This is a weird business. There are shows that are absolutely set up for you to win and they're a nightmare. Right. And then you walk in, you go, Oh, this is going to suck. I'm going to need therapy. Let me call my <laughs> therapist and set something up ahead of time and then it's great yes yes you Uh, know so i mean it's it's just i remember i was doing a gig oh i'm trying to remember who i was with uh the other comic i'm blanking out his name but he brought his dad with him which i used to do i used to bring my dad on gigs all the time and we we both happen to pull into the parking lot at the same time and we're walking you know towards it's some country club whatever and his dad is like okay so wait let me get this straight you guys have never been here before we were like nope (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what you're walking into. We were like, nope. <laughs> and we probably won't be here again. And it, it was, it just, it, we, I felt like I had this gunslinger vibe. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've never been here before, but we about to get in here and kill. And it was like, yep. I, it's not like a comedy club. I feel like right. your stuff is private. You have no idea. Totally. You know, you, you hope for the best and then, then you hope the check clears. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that Joanne and I do all the time, and I've always said that, like, I I always tell her the same thing. Like, I never care what somebody does in front of me because so I can't follow what they're doing. Exactly. Like, and she's solid anyway. But, like, it's not even the thing. But I'm Very. just like, you know, I'm like, I, I remember starting out and having headliners really bitch about the worst shit. You know, you know, those guys, like, if you did, like, a Steve Biggs gig, some hack from the row would be with you. And they'd be like you know, if you don't do, don't say that and whatever, you're like, Oh God, guy, I get it. You're bitter. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, you know, we always just have fun, but I do love that gunslinger vibe that you just described of like, I may not come back. And I, and it doesn't matter if I've been to the club six or seven times, I always go, this is my last time here. So let's have fun. And then I, and then if they bring you back, it's, but I like that kind of attitude of like, like not, not giving a fuck. It's your last time there, but like, maybe my last time here, we're going to have a blast. It's not caring, but in the best way. Yes. Oh wow, that's a great way to put it. Not caring, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, I got you mentioned therapy, and I don't. We don't have to talk about it too much if you don't want to. But like, are you? Are do you see a therapist or? Oh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. At this point, I think she's seeing me because I'm hilarious. <laughs> I've had to hold her hand quite a bit through this pandemic. Like, sis, this won't be okay. You still got clients. We can do this. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. I wish oh. I would get it. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, but what do you think? So like, you know, uh, cause I always, I always see this a lot. I always see comedians, especially like the younger ones that are coming up or whatever, who are like, no, 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 this is my therapy. And I always want to interject and be like, no, you still need to go see a pro. Like, I don't like, I, there's something like, do you feel the same way? Do you like, I know comedy's cathartic. It is. But 
like how valuable is actually going to see somebody? I mean, I, I joke about, you know, therapy on stage, you know, um, but would I, it, does it feel great to do it? Yes. Do I have, do I feel like I have the best job in the world? Yeah. Pretty close to it. Um, but you, we have an obligation to not just dump on our audience that the ends of whatever is coming out of your mouth, it better be a short setup followed by a really great punchline. Um, right. Yeah, just, I'm not. I'm not here for the ramble. That's for your therapist. Right. And I think a therapist also helps you not just professionally but personally because as much as your friends might love you, they get tired of your nonsense. Oh my god, so true. They don't want to hear it over and over and over. Like they're real supportive that first time. They'll take you out for drinks. At least female friends will. After a while, they're like, "Okay, sis, you long should have broke up with that man." And what did your therapist say? Because I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to wear out your friends or your partners. So that therapist, you're the, right. that money you're paying them, um, hopefully you're getting a deal, Absolutely. is worth it. And if you've got a good one, you know, you can slip in some jokes and they don't know where you say something yes. funny. Oh, like, oh, yeah, let me write that down. That was really, yeah. that was really funny because she belly laughed. Like, yeah, They're taking that's... notes and you're taking notes. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. we, are we doing that? Should we exchange <laughs> notes? Are we yeah. good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what the best is? I've actually been in that situation where I've wanted to call back and be like, listen, I said something fucking hilarious at three on Wednesday. Did you write it down? Because I forgot what it was. <laughs> like, you laughed I, and she's like, no. I find I also have to be careful that because humor is not only what I do, but it's also um, a cover. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so is it easier to make her laugh? Than to talk about what's really going on with me. Yeah. yeah. You know, to, 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 I mean, it's my time. I'd be, wa- I'm wasting my time here. Totally. Uh, but it's like sometimes I have to fight the urge to, to be on and entertain. Sure. You know, no, this is what's happening. And if the f- something funny comes out, that's great. But we're really here to make sure that I stay off the top of a building with any sort of weapon <laughs> right absolutely yeah i mean i've i've been in that situation where i've left certain there because i'm like oh i like they don't have they're like instead of somebody going all right look you're you're doing you're doing a tight five here so let's reel it in and like, talk about whatever <laughs> but they they realize this is an easy day for me john's really you know a kind of energetic and he's not talking about anything so we can just kind of kick back and i've had to be like oh that sucks like i need to i need to not go yeah sad. no we we need to get into it it's been a rough you know last couple years which has been a whole damn decade okay yeah absolutely yeah we're not i don't even think we should technically be counting age as our birth like i we need to get no. those three years back that's what we need yeah i kind of stopped counting good so, like no Great. i feel those years were stolen from me like 2020 was a whole year yep. um and that year felt like a decade so woo. i know you and i are the same age now john yeah <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'll, I'm I'll loving this millennial it. energy. Yeah. <laughs> millennial <laughs> energy. Oh my God. Um, so the ther- we're talking about a little bit of the therapy thing and like stand up and shit like that, but all, all in between. Is there any, is there ever a point where you're on stage and you realize you've said something that you've never said before and you're like, did I just have a mini breakthrough on stage? Like, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever yes, like in, yes. ah, yeah. Oh man, I live for those. <laughs> because I'm 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 pen and paper computer like yeah. I'm very analytical. So I I I'm always going in and editing my jokes and cutting out syllables and changing words like I'm really technical sure. that way. And it's wonderful. But sometimes you can write and write and write and write and the joke doesn't really happen until it comes out of your mouth not in the way that you wrote 
that somehow you have found a better way to tell it than you wrote it, which is why I'm a a super relentless advocate of always, 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 always recording your sets. Yeah. You know, whether it's video, you know, if you don't have the angle, just sit that voice memo on there. The Mm -hmm. worst thing, well, not the worst thing, but one of the things that, that breaks my heart a little bit is when I see a comic on stage and they say something and you know it was an epiphany, you know they did something they didn't do before, and they're like, oh my God, can somebody write that down? And I'm that comic that'll go, yeah. <laughs> and then I give them the note and then the lecture. Yes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> like, this is not going to happen again. Why is it not going to happen again? Because you have a phone. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It should never. Yeah. I take, I I, I take every magic. set. Yeah. And also now we need to. I mean, as much as it's like annoying mm. to the fact that we need to have content, we fucking need to have content. So it's like. You know, every set's got to be taped and you got to look good. And it, well, you mean, I can I can bypass the looking good part because that's not happening anytime soon. But I like, you know, there's like uh, uh, is, uh, I, I got like a little Jesus thing going on. Uh, but um, there's a like Jesus wish he looked this good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus thank you. That's so sweet. Father, like, I thought I was your son. I thought I was the favorite. But look at this guy. And God's like, well, I gave him glasses. Come on. <laughs> I did blind him, uh, and his friends are alarmed when he drives. Every now and again, one of my best friends is like, how are you allowed? Because, like, I'll be like, the sign down there, does that say 42nd Street? And he's like, we are, like, half a block away. Why are you driving? How are you driving this anywhere? And I'm just like, oh, I don't know, dude. You know, you you look at the GPS, you guess, and you turn. Uh, That's it. That's how I do it. Um, not great, but, uh, so wait, so do you, oh, like how often, cause I know like the gigs you do nine times out of 10, you are in it, like in a theater, you are doing somewhere, some kind of corporate event, some kind of thing. Yeah. Are you comfortable with allowing yourself to, um, have some wiggle room to mess around and create new shit or are you rigid in those events? And yeah. then you just wait till like, how much do you play? I feel like I'm 95% planned. Okay. Just because, especially for a corporate gig, you know, where they have parameters, you know, Uh, where you're also, if you're going to be professional about it, you know that someone hired you. And if you make them look bad to their boss, Mm. you get to leave. What are the repercussions for them? Right. You know, and that's just, that's just being to me professional. So yeah, that's don't empathetic. tell you to be clean and then you go on and you do your impersonation of Richard Pryor. Like that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't the night to do that. And if you can't do those gigs, don't take them. Right. Honestly, go do something else. Nobody's forcing your hand to do corporate gigs. Right. You know, I know that, you know, property taxes and prescription cat food costs money. Um, and so here we are but at least i'm still getting to do what i enjoy within the parameters uh of what they set up so that extra five percent is being in the room what's going on you know what what can i reference who have i met not that i will i'll talk about them in 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 any sort of derisive way but i know i can point to them and they you know co-sign like oh yeah i was talking to jennifer Mm. you know and people like oh yeah she knows jennifer I know Jennifer from Hole in the Wall, but, <laughs> but I met her five minutes before I got introduced. Right. And I'm an actress. So, yeah. but, but you, yeah, so you do have to leave yourself that wiggle room for what's happening in the room, what's going on right now, what is fate or what is the audience going to offer you or mm. the energy to meet them where you find them. Sure. You know, because sometimes they're not ready for comedy. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta, I did it. 
I did a college once where uh, um, they, yeah, tell me about it. What, what, first time I really did college is Jay, Jay Black took me on the road to do colleges with him. And I wow, love Jay for that. Nice. Yeah. And then we did one because before I started going on my own to do them, we did one in, I think it was like Lebanon Valley College. I, I may be making that name okay. up. I have no yeah, idea, yeah. right? Okay. And they actually have a beautiful setup. They do have a theater. They do have yep. kids who are like super smart. They're ready to come in and laugh and do all that shit. And it was like, that was my first experience with the college and with Jay. So went out there, fucking did my time in front of him, crushed. Everybody liked me. Yada, yada. We get in the car and he goes, uh, don't get used to that. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, that was fucking awesome. No. Like, I can't wait to do more college no. gigs. And he was like, slow your roll. Um, and then I remember <laughs> doing one where I was like, in a, it was at uh, University of Connecticut, I think. And it was uh, in the hallway, some mm -hmm. kind of an event. And mm -hmm. uh, the bells were still going off. And yeah. kids were still walking up and down, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I was just yeah. like, oh, this, I feel bad. <laughs> I, I did a lot of nooners. Oh, nooners, and it, yeah. it got to the point where I told my agent, because I was, you know, feeling myself. I was like, listen, I don't want to do anymore. Yep. Nooners. You know, it's bad when you say no to $1,500. You go, no. Oh, to <laughs> no, yeah. I just can't. I know, I know. Because it ruins, it like wrecks you in turn. Like you, like it, the, the it, amount of shit yes. you have to get over. Yeah, yeah. It's like to me, the the adult equivalent of that is doing, and no shade. I just, I'm not good at them. Weddings, birthdays, oh, bridal yeah. showers. Please don't call me for that. That is not where I shine. Yeah. And but we have colleagues who do well at that sort of thing. Mm. You know, they're they're good at talking to the audience and making it about other people. And I'm way too selfish. I'm like, I wrote these jokes about me. Yeah. And I like to tell you these jokes about me. Mm. And I would like you to laugh and applaud me. Right. I love messing with <laughs> yeah. But I'm like I like I do like improvising and like fucking around and doing that kind of shit. And I like to have my jokes and I like to have everything kind of mixed in together. I love to have the yeah. stuff I wrote because that's the other thing too, is like I like having an act. Because I can fall back yes. on it if I want, but I, yes. I, my ADD and everything else, like I love being able to play. So I like combining the two when I feel like it. If I don't feel like it, then I just get to fall right. back on the jokes that I know work. But I did do a birthday recently, and I hadn't done a birthday since I was, oh, I don't know what, like I joined Gig Salad, and I was like, let me just get some extra oh, work. And then somebody salad, was like, we want yeah. you for a birthday, yeah. And I was like, why? Why do you want me for a birthday? But I, the money was good, so I was just like. Because the money was good because I fucking quote. I was like, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to put this ridiculous price. Yes. Yes. And then they, said, yes. And then I was they like, fuck you. you. I was like, you maniacs. What the fuck? <laughs> so then, but I did it. And uh, it was bizarre as shit, right? So I get, I get. So the, first of all, you know, you call ahead of time. So you're just, so I called like the day before. And mm -hmm. her name was Bernadette. She was just like, hey, just a heads up. Um, it's a Japanese themed birthday party, and two things crossed my mind. Where I was like, one, why they give me a heads up? Like I would fucking hate Japanese. Like, I'm like, who do they think I am? Who am I presenting myself online that I would be? I would need a heads up. And then I was like, oh god, like they were in a, like a really ritzy area. So I was like, oh my fucking god, this is like a clan meeting. We're like, this is like death to smoochie. Where like a Nazi flag is gonna drop at the bottom, and like you know whatever the theme, you know. So I'm just like now I'm like rattling through my head because Bernadette, by the way, doesn't sound like a Japanese name. So I'm just like Japanese theme. She's like, yeah, there's gonna be um, sumo wrestling and K-pop, which is Korean, by the way. Um, and I'm like, and I'm, yeah. I, she goes, and then you. And I was like, this is gonna fucking suck. So yeah. I get there, and the great neighborhood, um, all Hispanic. I drive by the house, and there is some amazing. I don't know if it's pit bull, whatever it is. This like blasting, and I was like. I still don't know what the fuck's going on, but I get there and I guess the kid, the guy, the kid, the guy is turning 25 um, and he loved like anime shit, like Japanese, whatever the hell it was. Right. Oh, so it's all this shit all over the place. Okay. So I get there 
And then uh, one of the things that as soon as I got on stage, uh, which is, by the way, the sumo stage, and it was right after the Will Smith slap. So I was like, guys, I, don't, I feel I feel a little threatened. Um, but I was also like, uh, I think the first thing I said was, I'm so fucking glad you guys aren't white. Uh, and they just love that immediately. Like, I was like, huge sigh of relief, to be honest. And then, um, you know, and then I just made fun of the Japanese birthday thing that she told me over the phone. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And then I was like, but I haven't done one since because I was like, it's not going to get any better than no. that one birthday gig. No, you're in somebody's backyard and sitting in front of people sitting in their lawn chairs and you start making, you start questioning your life choices. <laughs> Absolutely. And not Especially that they're bad people, right. which I do, you know, but for me, part of it isn't just when you do private shows like that, it isn't just, oh, let me do my, you know, 30 minutes in jet. It's still yeah. spending time with them. Yes, you yes, know, yes. so you toast, you have a piece of cake, you talk mm -hmm. to people because part of me, part of me enjoys doing that. I'm, I'm social, yeah. but man, it's exhausting. And 100%. I like, like, I don't want to do that anymore. I prefer yeah. a theater, a club, uh, you know, that setting. Totally. Um, you know, where there's a bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so the, I got to ask you the last three questions we ask every guest because the hour flew Okay, by. Um, it sure did. What, has every, it been an hour? Like, yeah. What? We, this yeah. is crazy. Then, yeah, we like to leave a little time for the wiggle room for the question. So every guest I've had on the show has answered these questions. Um, first one uh -oh. is, uh, it's a softball one, first one. So it's, if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today? Oh, wow. Um, leave the Catholic church sooner. Okay. Uh, yeah, I left at 18. I should have left at seven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, stop thinking grades in school are the be all and end all. Nice. I like that. Actually, you're the first yeah. person to say that, but that's a good point. Yeah. Stop taking it so seriously. You can miss a few classes. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish I got to tell my little cousin that she's eight and she's like upset if she misses a day. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're eight. Relax. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is it is not that big a deal? Yeah. Yeah. I was that eight year old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And I can it, see that. It doesn't get better. It's it how they built. Yeah. 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 I, but I became a workaholic control freak perfectionist, which, spoiler <laughs> alert, not really that sexy. So, <laughs> uh, like, you're, you're making it work. Well, it depends. Uh, <laughs> it depends. I was gonna say, let's not. Let's not call you, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, second question. Second question. question. That I'll give five answers to. Sweet, perfect. Uh, what had to end in your life, good or bad, that led you to where you are today? What had to end in my life mm -hmm. to get me to where I am today? Yep, good or bad. Oh man. Mm. I think I got it early, um, letting go of the illusion that there's any certainty. Oh, you know, I was, I was in a car accident when I was 18 that I should have died in and I didn't, Wow. you know, um, and making the leap from the corporate world to the world of entertainment, where you go from HR and career plan to uh, wild, wild west. And it doesn't matter how hard you work or how talented you are. There's still a lot that's outside of your control. And if you can't get good with that, you can't do this. Wow. Yeah. Good point. That is kind of crazy because your whole, I mean, we, we touched on it so much or whatever, but your trajectory is very like, uh, you know, regimented, and then you decided Dude, to go into the most unregimented I should, field. 
yes, I should be wife. a senior vice president somewhere <laughs> with a corner office. But I, I brought all that type A energy here. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe but I that's why you have so many tools in your tool belt. You know what I mean? Like you're not like it's 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 not just comedy and it's not just whatever. I mean, it's comedy is the crux of it and it's really great and you're an amazing stand up. But you do have all this other shit, you know, that you do on top of it. So that's the type A stuff coming in. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I can't work. I need Excel. an assistant. I need an assistant. So oh my god, badly. it's like Dude, I know. Crazy. And you need yeah. if, if anybody needs an assist. But you know what's crazy is they're gonna have to be. I bet you anybody they're gonna have to be just as type A as you. Because if you have an assistant that's like, wah, wah, you're gonna be like, you're gonna wind up doing work for them. Like, let me just the show you. The reason how to do why it. I don't have one is because to me it's a nightmare. If like I have to explain how I do that something, I'm yeah. just gonna do it. That's where I get stuck all the you time. Yeah. So. I had uh, somebody cutting clips at one point, and I was like, you know what? Just download the app that because I'll show you exactly. Like, let me just set up this. And I was like, bup, 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 like setting all this crap up. And then I, I was like, yeah, oh. I edit, I edit my own clips. Anything you see, most ninety five percent of what you see of me, no, hundred percent, unless yep. I'm sharing something. I did it. Same. Um, sit down. I can figure this out. I know what I'm doing. And yep. here we go. Same. Yeah, we had a guy doing. We I thought maybe in the beginning, like we would do it. Like we'd have somebody come in and do it, and they were like, okay, uh -huh. but it was just like I. It's when I'm doing it, it's just yeah. Yeah. more control and better. Um, last question is, uh, ties into the theme of the show. So, uh, answer it however you feel like, um, if this was a genuine dystopia more so than it is now. So let's say government unrest collapse of the government or alien zombies of comet headed toward earth, whatever it is, you wake up, everybody knows it's their last day. How, what would be your epic death? How would you want to go out? And what would be the cause? What would, out of those scenarios? Um, I don't know the cause. Okay. I don't know the way. I just know I don't want to see it coming. Oh, okay. I want to go, hey, you guys, we should, and then fade to black. <laughs> straight Sopranos. God, just, yes. I don't want to be laying in the street going, oh, my God, my leg is amputated. Where's my arm? Oh, where's my cat? I don't want none of that. I just, somebody asked me, they said, you know, if, if they, it was the beginning of the Ukraine war, and they said, hey, would you fight? If you were in the Ukraine, would you fight? If this were happening in New York, would you fight? I'm like, no, no, I would not. That's number one. Number two, I wouldn't be here to fight. I live in New York City. I live right by Kennedy Airport. We're a bombing location. My whole neighborhood is gone. Wow. So, and there's where am I going to run? How far am I going to get? When I get to LaGuardia, that's the second bombing site. <laughs> You're just going so from I, one dangerous area. To yeah, the other. I gotta make peace with the fact that I live in a place we are. I'm going to be wiped out. Hopefully, it'll be quickly. I won't have to like say, "Hey, there's a zombie." Yeah, right, right. Maybe I'll be the zombie. Oh, hey, there's a twist. There you go. Be nice. Yeah, yes. I like yeah. it. Um, Still well, trying to get gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know who books that cemetery? I've been crawling out of every night. I need to get a better plot. Yeah, can um, you, and can you bring five dead people? <laughs> I that my inside comedy jokes like <laughs> fucking seriously that made that just fucking made my whole night. Um, thank you so much for coming on, spending time with us. You got to come back again whenever you got something else because I feel like there's more anytime, ground to cover. But anytime, this awesome. was this was delightful. This I I will tell you this changed the trajectory of my evening because it's been a hell of a couple of days. So oh. you guys sitting here with you and talking and laughing, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Glad, so, so glad. I'll see you hopefully soon and in person because we can do that now. We can do that now. Awesome. I'll bring my track. Thanks, button. you guys. Peace. Take care. <laughs> Bye.
Dystopia Tonight. 